and welcome to the Hot Meals podcast. Today we have uh, some visitors. We got Joshua Hot and Tiffany Hot Meal. And uh, today we're going to actually be uh, talking on communication. Right. So actually when we were talking about what we were going to do today, we actually had some suggestions from our class and they said, talk about communication. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we thought we'd bring in Josh and Tiff to help us with that one. <laughs> so today we're talking about communication. And one of the things about communication is that it is very important in everything that we do. And I'm hoping that in the short time that we have today um, that we can kind of hit on some of those things, um, some of the different areas of communication the importance of communication and how we all struggle or strive in those areas. So I guess the best thing would be was what do we describe a good communicator to be? I think, you know, for myself, good communication is whenever you push yourself to talk. Because for me, I'm not a talker. I can be. But usually, especially in marriage, it's not always the best. So I think you know, to be that good, effective communicator is to push myself to begin to speak. You know, like, for instance, with my wife, Tiff, you know, I got to actually push myself to talk to her more. And like I said, it's it has to be a personal thing because many times I know I find myself communicating to her, but in my own head, and it doesn't help anything because nothing is being, you know, being spoken to her. It's all within my own self. So for me, I know to be that good, effective communicator is pushing myself to speak to her. And I think, you know, uh, talking about being a good communicator, someone that's, you know, um, willing to be open. You know, you got to open yourself up and you got to be able to just to, you know, elaborate, kind of share maybe, you know, what's going on, you know, what maybe what what you're dealing with in life or what we're dealing with in ministry or what we're dealing with in a marriage, but being able just to open up to each other. Right. And one of the benefits, you know, with, with the four of us here, you know, we, we do ministry together. We do, you know, church together. We serve together. And we just recently um, began a business together. So um, we work alongside of each other all day, every day, pretty much 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And one of the things that, you know, even though we work together a lot, we're not mind readers. We don't know what each other's thinking. And I think sometimes that's the biggest thing for communication is understanding that people can't just read your mind. So it, it takes, like Josh said, like the verbal communication, like actually speaking out and this is where I'm at. This is where I'm thinking. This is where I'm going with this idea um, in marriage. The same thing. Yeah, so... I think the biggest thing, too, with communication is understanding that you're trying to get a point across. And when you're trying to get a point across, you have information that you have to transfer to somebody else in a manner to where they understand it. So you have to understand who you're talking to. Because if I talk to Josh and I communicate to Josh, I'm going to communicate to him differently than I would to, say, Valerie or, say, Pedro. I would communicate different to you guys than I would my husband or even my kids. Right. And and that's that's a good point because it and it's true because especially with the husband and wife communication, there needs to be a complete open amount of communication. Um, there shouldn't be anything 
kept from each other versus a business scenario. You know, you're not always going to come in and be like, everything crashed. You know, here we go. You know, it, you have to choose who you're communicating to and what you're going to say. Yeah, just like even, uh, you know, like my wife said, we just recently launched out a, uh, our own business. And, you know, the communication that we had to kind of all work together and even getting that done and that, you know, taken care of, you know, had to, you know, be brought forth to the table. And it's just not we can't just look at each other and read everybody's, uh, you know, thoughts or eye movement or shoulder movement but it's like something that you know we all have to be able to communicate with each other to get to get you know the progress moving so you talked about josh one of your greatest challenges is just communicating you know what what is it that you feel like you know you know because not everybody has to be a chatty kathy like i am you know i can talk all day and so that's one thing that we have to understand is that everybody's level of communication is going to be totally different but even communication sometimes could just be like a text message or keeping everybody informed. We do a lot of group texts and group chats to keep everybody in the same page or in the same line of what's going on. Yeah, you know, for the bringing up the whole texting, I know that's one of my best ways to communicate to other people. You know, I don't necessarily like to be on the phone talking verbal because then, like I said, for me, I feel like I get in an awkward stage in a, you know, in a, a conversation with somebody to where I reach a point where I'm like, okay, where do we do go on from here? So versus, you know, texting, it could be like, hey, I'm going over here, just like, you know, or, hey, I just dropped off, you know, my son, now I'm going to the store. So to me, it's a lot easier to do that because you get to the point and go on because like like you said you could talk and talk and talk and talk i can when it pertains to things i enjoy i like but when it's just you know just something to just briefly go over it's kind of hard to engage into the conversation to the point to where i don't want to give the sense that i don't care because i don't want to be rude which pretty much in like the back of my mind is probably like okay I'm not going to receive so much from this, but I still want to show that I'm, you know, actually caring and I'm trying to focus on you. Like I said, for me, I kind of just go off into all the land whenever it kind of like it, I lose interest in the conversation. And that's something that I am working on because that is something I do need to get better in because that is very important in, you know, a marriage and stuff like that. But I think kind of like just us in general, we're talking about, you know, launching your own business and all this stuff. And that's something that's really cool about us is we're around each other 24 seven, you know, so it is a lot easier to communicate with one another because we live with each other, you know, we're comfortable around each other, you know, just some of our conversations we have normal families don't have, you know, different things we, we talk about. And I think it's cool because it does make communicating with one another a little bit easier versus if we only saw each other maybe once a week you know on a sunday like most families do but again like i said we're constantly around each other so it it does make the communicating a lot more easier right and that's one thing too as far as like communication is you know again we're all preachers we're all teachers and I don't know about you, but it's one thing to be communicating, you know, to one another. But, but when we get up there to preach or teach, you know, we have to watch the clock. And I think 
all four of us, <laughs> you yeah. know, have to work on that. You know, it's it's even with the podcast, we try to make sure we keep on time because we know we've sat at the table sometimes and had conversations till one o'clock in the morning. And and because, you know, we do we share a lot of like minded and alike you know, and, you know, as far as the gospel, as far as the way the marriage is supposed to work, as far as parenting, we share a lot of common thoughts and ideas. So it's easy to get caught up in a conversation. I think the the biggest thing when I think about communication as well is that it takes two or more to communicate. Uh, when you're trying to communicate something to somebody, it takes that other person to communicate back. Does that make sense? So in in the big picture of it, it takes a team. And when I think of team, we've been a team for a very long time, but we're still in the growing process of communicating. I think that's really cool is that we've come together to talk about communication is because it takes a team. And team is everything. Right. And and uh, one of the things, too, is I feel like women communicate better than men, <laughs> you know, in most, in most senses, <laughs> in most situations um you know there's times where i'm like with my husband and i'm like you know i just told you that you know or i just i just said that you know and he's like i know he's there <laughs> and i know that you know but us like as women we we tend to remember everything like if they said anything or or you know whatever you know it's like we pay attention to the all those things you know he might have said <laughs> five years ago hey i like that black shirt and then i come across that black shirt and my thought process is like oh i remember when he said he liked that and and I one of the things we always joke about because I'm like I just told you that or if I'm having a conversation with someone else and then I'll hear him repeat what I just said and I'm like I know you were standing <laughs> right there and I really feel that like you know in in my experiences that women are a lot better at communicating yeah and I'm just clarifying that's <laughs> <all>. <laughs> <laughs> he was just making sure I had my story straight. <laughs> But do you feel like with age we've gotten to be better communicators? Um, I guess I would have to say we we have. Yeah, because that's something I think age about. Age does good. I think age does really good. Right, and I think you get less worried about what you say. You know, as far as like. And I have no problem about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> but I mean, as like you know, younger, like as a teenager or. Growing up, you're more worried about who's who is where and who's thinking and what do they think about you. And then as you grow in age, it's like you know what I've 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 aged. You know, it, it's not it's not such a big. And I think with you saying that also, you know, with the person, you know, a, a confidence level. You know, we deal with a lot of people. We see people that have no confidence. We see people that have a lot of confidence, and you can see that through their communication. You know, the people that don't have a lot of confidence in themselves, they tend to communicate you know maybe with their shoulders shrugged and their head down and they talk real softly and then you know those that you know feel confident and those that that you know know who they are they they can look at you straight in the eyes and they can be able to have a conversation with you and you know you you guys engage in, in the conversation and it's something i think that's uh, you know people have to deal with as well you know are you comfortable with yourself are you you know do you where do you where are you at in that so, yeah, you know, kind of going back off of the, you know, the confidence, I believe that does play a major key in our communication because we meet so many people on a daily basis, you know, especially working people in the home 
when they come in and they lack that self-confidence, when they don't view themselves, you know, good enough or worthy enough, they are more quiet people. They, they tend to shut down more. And those that, of course, think they're, you know, all that in a bag of chips, what I like to say, you know, they have this high standard that they think that they are at that level, you know, and it's kind of like whenever they're there, they talk the most, you know. And I believe that confidence in ourselves does help us speak up more, communicate more. And, you know, it's, I believe I see that constantly all the time. Those that are, like I said, more confident are willing to speak a little bit more than others and communicate with more people than kind of just drift off, you know, to the back corner of the room and keep to themselves. And one of the things that has been brought up a lot about communication, and I thought it would be great to bring up, is when it comes to like facial expressions or gestures or how people move their hands. Because I know that um, just in a lot of different conversations we've had over the weekend, that a lot of people don't realize how important that is. Mm. Or, you know, we were talking to one guy and we're, and he was like, but my words are so gentle and sweet. And, and we were like, yeah, but from three feet away, it looked like he wanted to rip the guy's head off. And so, you know, just even, you know, even in, in marriage, you know, there's, um, again, I know that I'm very, you know, verbal and I'm very theatrical. And sometimes it's like in the moment my arms are flying and I'm, my voice is higher. But in communication, you know, we don't realize how important that is. You know, the, the gestures, the faces, the, you know, how people are receiving us and how people are are receiving what we're trying to share with them or tell them. And, you know, especially, like I said, in a marriage, you know, because, you know, even though you're, you should be very transparent, you still have to watch how you say things or the timing. You know, I think a lot of the, I think a lot of communication is timing, mm -hmm. timing, knowing when that individual is ready to receive that or knowing, you know, um, there's just times where I'm taking on a lot. And then it's like, you know, then my husband will start, like, interrogating me. Well, who's doing this and who's that? And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Like, I'm already full, you know? And I, I think that it with us, we've learned to kind of communicate that. But I think that timing is everything when it comes to communication. Yeah. And then I'm um, also kind of going back to, you know, a lot of things that I hear is, I guess, tone. You know, I have, I guess, a... Uh, a special kind of tone in my voice. Special, you know? special kind of tone. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, what, you know, don't use that tone. I'm like, that's just, that's just the way I talk, you know, and that's just, you know, the way I am. But again, I believe, I believe it's the, you know, the tone that we have with, with the, the other person that we're having the communication with as well. Right. That's very important. I think uh, when you talk about um, expressing and using your hands and, and the way that, if somebody didn't know what you were saying, they seen you from a distance, how you would be communicating. Uh, I think of stage presence a lot, you know, and I'm taught a lot about stage presence, and I'm taught a lot about um, when you record a video, you use your hands in a certain way to communicate something, or when you sing lyrics. Um, what are you saying? Are you, are you just saying it, or are you saying it to communicate it to the crowd? And so the biggest thing that I've seen with communication is from, you know, a praise and worship aspect is that, you use your body language when you're on stage to communicate what you're trying to get out to the crowd and to the community and to the people that 
how are you going to bring them in? Because these people are coming to a set that, yes, you may know and that, yes, you have put together, but they have no idea what they're coming to encounter. And so when you think about that, these people are coming to receive. So how are you going to give it to them in, in a way where they understand it, in a way that they open up to God and they say, oh, okay, during this part, you know what? Yes, I do need to lift my hands because I'm surrendering to an almighty God that whatever the lyric may say, you're drawing them in and you're captivating him into a presence of God, but you're communicating it. Right. And one of the videos that I watched about like parenting, it was really good because it talked about how it's so important that even when they're little, that you already start to teach them like to communicate. And on this video, the, the mom, she was like, hey, I'm going to change your diaper. And like, just always constantly communicating to her kid, you know, what she was doing. And, and, you know, I'm sure this kid had no idea what a diaper was, but as a young infant, she was already teaching him how to communicate, teaching, letting him know what was going on and where, and what they were going to do. And I thought to myself, that is so important because even with our kids, sometimes it's just like, you know what, your kid, you just get along, you know, go along, fit along with the situation that's going on, but we're already teaching them not to communicate. We're already teaching them that it's not important to have that open line of communication. And and I think that, you know, especially with, and with like new disciples, you know, I know that when I wasn't first in the home, it was kind of like, just get in line, just be obedient. Just do what you got to do. Yeah. And then God started to deal with me that, you know what? There's that open line. Teach them how to communicate. You want them to go down the line and be able to express how they feel and express, you know, things with you and, and being able to communicate with God in, in prayer. But then yet when they're when it's time for them to communicate, we would be taught to just like cut them off. You know, and so I, I, there's a lot of different things as far as communication that God has really shown me the importance of, you know, just kind of, hey, this is what's going on. This is what we're doing it. And this is why we're doing it, you know, and just, um, you know, um, I heard a teaching today and he talked about, you know, you, you empower the people to have that op opinion and you empower them as volunteers or, or in the program, you empower them to use their voice. And I think it's important, you know, for us, if we want to communicate with somebody, we have to be careful. We don't make that other person fearful to communicate back to us. Because that is something I believe a lot of people struggle with, you know, within marriage, within ministry. You know, that we're like, man, we just, I just want you to talk to me. I want you to talk to me. But because of past situations, we could have put fear in that person to be afraid to speak back to us. And you know, whoever's listening, maybe that is something you're going through within your marriage, within a relationship or friendship. You know, it's like, man, I'm, I want them to speak, but little do we know, we have to kind of go back and think, you know, how did our past conversations go? You know, because I know, especially like within a marriage, there could be times where it is a tough season and it, we are going through things. So, you know, there's a lot more intense fellowship, what we like to call it. So, you know, once that season's over, I know, especially for men, we'll still kind of be more shut down and, you know, like, okay, is it safe to come out and, you know, yeah. say something now or am I going to get in trouble for every little thing I'm saying? You know, and I believe, like I said, that ev that's even in ministry, that's even in discipleship with other people. It's like 
it could hinder because again that fearfulness and we have to like how you were saying you heard this morning we have to allow them to feel free to speak up we have to allow them to feel the confidence within themselves that when i begin to speak when i begin to you know share my voice that other people are going to listen because that's something where i believe a lot of people don't speak in life and speak up and share their opinion is because they feel like their voice doesn't matter and I believe that is something very, you know, impactful in a lot of different relationships. Like I said, whether it's at work, in ministry, or within the marriage, if that fear is there, it's going to be a huge stumbling block. Right. And that's one thing that we did talk about, you know, even in class about how, you know, because I know that I'm the type of person I want to fix everything. I want, I want, I want to fix it. I want to be, you know, I just want to be the fixer, you know, and so. There's even times where my husband will come to me and he'll tell me something. And it's like, well, I, you know, and, and it's like I'm just right away, like, ready to, like, dish out what I think the best scenario or the best situation is. And I think that after a while, it's kind of like, why don't you want to tell you, you know, what I have to say? Because you just right away, like, you don't even want to hear what I have to say. And, I, and I, that's one thing that I'm kind of learning now because even now I'll catch myself and I'm like, huh, and then I'm like, no, just let him. Because he probably even has his own answer for it. But if I'm not allowing him to communicate, and then I'm like, why don't you talk to me about it? Well, I wouldn't want to talk to myself either. I wouldn't want to yeah. I wouldn't want to bring it to the table either. Because if I'm trying to bring something to the table and someone's cutting me off, then I'm not going to want to bring it anymore. I'm not going to want to say anything. Right. And also we have to become, you know, good listeners when we're having, you know, communication. Right. You know think it's something that we need to all you know work on is kind of you know how would I say it? we need to just kind of shut up in the mind and give an ear and yeah. listen instead of talking to your own self and trying to listen and it's hard sometimes like okay yeah. let me be here let me listen you know and it's, and it's you're like oh yeah 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 exactly. yeah I, I'm like, like we, we, like we, just, solved, like we just solved the mystery right there. <laughs> like our teachers, <laughs> our teachers in marriage class would be like, yeah, he'd walk in right away, go to the mail, and I'm talking, and then I can be saying, you know, the elephants are pink today, and he's like, oh, really? Uh -huh, That's good, uh -huh, you know? Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh, <laughs> you know, and again, learning, learning, know when, when it, you know, the time is right to communicate, you know, find out, you know, wherever you're at, you know, whatever setting you're in. And find out the good times to be able to sit there and have a good communication. And, you know, as taking the sense of a pastor, you know, he he shared this in one of their podcasts where they were talking about the best form of communication is letting the person know who you're communicating with know that you're present, you know, because that happens a lot. I <laughs> It's That's funny being in church, <laughs> you know, so many people know us and half of the time we don't know them. You know, they're like, hey, Pastor Josh, hey, you know, all, and they say all our names and they just seem like they know us from years back and they know everything about us. And it's kind of like, I don't know who you are or whatever the case may be. But again, if I want to communicate good with them, I have to look them in the eye, I have to show that I'm actually listening and not giving them the body language like, can you please be quiet so I can move on and go do what I was going to do in the first place? Because when we begin to develop right. that habit with people, they sense that. They see, like, okay, they just want this conversation to end so they could go back to doing what they were doing. And what do we do? We stop people from communicating with us. And 
I think that is something very, you know, very wise to begin to implement in the way we communicate is making sure we're present, making sure we're showing them. Like, like bringing a marriage class, they tell us that for the husbands, turn off the TV and look at your wife when she's speaking, you know, to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're still watching a football game, whatever a TV show. It's like actually showing them like, no, you're wanting to speak to me. You're wanting to talk to me. I'm going to give you my full attention. Right. And that is making sure you're showing them that, hey, I am present. And I believe that's something we need to do and practice on doing because it is tough. I do find myself even, you know, trying to push people away like, all right, I'm done with this. Let's go. And that's a that's a wrong, you know, quality trait to develop. It's no, we got to show that, hey, we're here for you, especially in the line of work we do. Right. You know. And so then basically a person who is a good communicator, it doesn't always mean that they're just going to be able to communicate their words and explain who they are. The biggest part of communicating is actually listening and actually paying attention, you know, to the story or, or whatever it is that they're sharing and being, like you said, present. And so I guess my biggest thoughts and my last thoughts would be, so how do we all feel that social media or electronics or, you know, all of this is, how is this affecting communication? I mean, I, I think it does hinder, hinder communication, you know, because I know I hear it from a lot of older couples, <laughs> you know, within church, within ministry, within life, you know, back in the day, they always say, well, when we ate at the table, there was no phones. We all just communicated and taught. And you do see it more these days of family all sitting around, you know, at a restaurant. And what are they doing? They're on their phones. You know, they're looking at Facebook, Instagram. So, yes, it could be a hindrance. And I believe that's where we have to set healthy parameters in our life saying, you know what, when we're at the table, okay, I'm going to put it down. I know whenever I get an opportunity to go out on a date with Tiff, you know, it's kind of like, I'm going to try and put my phone to the side and I'm going to try to do this. You know, now if it's an emergency, okay, you know, pick it up. But I want to show that, hey, we're so busy all the time. We have this moment to be together, this moment to, you know, talk with each other. So let's take advantage of it. And it's more of a self-discipline thing I think we need in our life. Right, because there was one time um, where we went out to go eat and there was a couple and they were sitting at the table and they both had newspapers. And I was laughing because I was thinking, okay, <laughs> like back in the days, like, is that how it was? You know, they were all at the, the breakfast table and they all had newspapers, you know? So I think it is, you know, not necessarily um, the phone's fault because if someone wants to be preoccupied, they'll preoccupy themselves right. with anything. That's and good. so it was, it was funny. I think I even have a picture of it still on my phone because it just kind of like hey, people have been doing this for a really long time. It just takes us to be able to say, no, not right now. That's a, I th when I think of social media, I think about uh, the show Catfish, how there's people that actually fake that there's somebody else that they're really not. And, you know, this is on a totally different spectrum where these people are really not that person. And it's a totally different person that looks the completely different, has completely different DNA. But... You know, we could be on social media and we can be who we really are. And what I mean is like in our DNA, but on social media, we act totally different. You know, we can portray somebody that we're really not. And that's what when I think of social media, of how it's unhealthy, we can portray a message where we're telling the world that we're somebody 
but we're really not. And so if we're posting pictures all day of how good we look in the mirror and, you know, how good our life is and how cute our kids look today, you know, behind that, our kids could not be being fed that day or, you know, our kids could not be whatever it is, getting schooled that day because we're so busy posting these pictures, right. you know, and so that's where it could become unhealthy. But on, an, on another side of like communication, social media can bring a communication to people maybe who don't know how to get out of their comfort zone. You know, I've, we've drawn a lot of people in through our social media and through our Expect a Miracle page and they see it and it brings joy to their life. How many you know, it's not about how many likes we get, but if you think about how many likes we get, it's just because we are making an impact in their lives through that. So I do believe that there is a good side to it where it reaches out to people who, you know, maybe wouldn't get reached out to in another way. You know, it's a way for us to reach out to people that we originally couldn't reach out to unless it was through mo social media. Right. And if you think about it, 20 years ago, um, when we got saved, 20 plus years when we got saved, we had a really thick commentary and a really thick Bible. And I think about communication now, like we can pretty much go on, you know, on, on, you know, on the internet and pull up how to be a communi better communicator or teachings on communicating. And so even as far as this podcast, it, it couldn't even happen if it wasn't for right. the advancement in technology. And so I know that it can be a benefit, but again, anything that, that is in control of you is not good. But when it comes to communication, because I, I hear a lot of wives, well, it's because they can't put down the phone or, but I, it's just, if that person is preoccupied, they're going to be preoccupied with anything. Right. It's not necessarily, you know, that communication barrier is not happening because of something else. You know, it might be That's something good. that they're putting, you know, in, in, in spite of or instead of, but at the same time, it's m it's deeper. It's something that needs to be worked on in that's a deeper that's sense. Good. That's good. Amen. So just, you know, we just want to thank you guys for listening and tuning in every week. And um, we just pray you all have a good day. Thank you.